Hello and welcome to the Pro Advice Business Podcast Series. My name is Ben Leditchkin. Today I'm going to discuss the holy grail topic of automating the office. I know this is a favourite topic of many, given their dislike for things administrative, but um, of course this should not be taken as professional advice. There are other some things to consider in this area. Just a bit about Pro Advice. We help family business prosper through integrating strategic business advice and accounting services. But to hear more about our topic for today, my guest is Bronwyn Walker from ProAdvice, who will aim to provide some useful insights regarding this topic. Hello to you, Bronwyn. Hello. All right, let's make a start. Initially, I was just wondering, what are the main processes that could be automated in the office and business administration area? So there's all sorts of things, but from an accounting perspective, it's really around creditors, debtors, stock management, reporting, payroll, compliance, and the like, but it can go all the way through to your filing system and and bits of paper and anything that you do in paper format, you can start to automate these days. Indeed. And well, there's a fair few things you've highlighted there. Just wondering if you could pull apart some of these activities and describe maybe how they used to be completed back in the good old days and how now they could be either digitised or automated. So let's make a start with, say, the creditors' accounts payable and transaction processing function. I think this has been the biggest change for people over the past uh, probably five to ten years. I, I remember going to a conference oh, probably ten years ago and the ATO was spruiking that everyone was going to be automated and using electronic systems in two years' time. I'm not sure. I think they were a bit optimistic in their timelines. Um, But certainly the old way of writing out checks and um, making payments and having a stack of paperwork in office, cars, utes, tractors, kitchen table was where it was always in my family home. Uh, I think there are, or there definitely are options now to avoid that plethora of paper, I guess you'd call it. Um, I, I think everyone's been a few days before a lodgement deadline trying to get chased down receipts from the first day of the month, which is four months ago now, having an argument amongst the family about where that receipt might be that you need to put into the computer or maybe the manual ledger. Uh, are you talking? Yeah. Uh, so nowadays uh, with the the biggest change was really something around um, bank feeds and bank transactions. So any online software now has a an electronic bank feed transaction, which enables things like bank rules to be created, um, so that you can automate um, the transaction processing and save time. We've we've had examples in our business where we get up to about eighty percent of the transactions automatically coded through a bank rule. Um, that's not made up. It's it's real. You can get 80% transactions automatically coded for you if you're using internet banking um, and uh, and you've got transactions that can be automated coded, automatically coded. Things like um, your elders account or those sorts of things might require some manual data entry because it doesn't always go to the same thing. That's right. Um, something you could have yeah, animal health and fertiliser and seed and all sorts on the same invoice that can't generally get allocated to the same thing. No. So there is machine learning that automatically codes transactions or gives you helpful hints. Uh, but Ben and I were having a discussion earlier about it's sometimes a little bit like autocorrect. <laughs> it doesn't always work and might ben, give you the wrong hint. <laughs> 
So, so we generally tell people to use rules, tell the computer what you want to do and let it do its own thing um, after that. And then your job becomes checking and verifying rather than sitting there typing and keying. So I'm, I'm a pretty fast typer. I can touch type. Uh, however, most of my family members that were previously doing their data entry were one finger keyboard typists. So the time for them to actually process a transaction when it's entering the date, the amount, the uh, the GST, the code that you want it to go to can take quite a lot of time. And if you think about taking all those clicks and the keyboard presses out of your transactions, you can see how quickly you can get data into them. And there's a whole range of paperwork there, fuel receipts, invoices, all sorts of things that now will just automatically come through and be, um, I suppose, they're sitting there ready for approval rather than have to be manually entered. Yeah. So the the other thing that's happened in more recent times, the bank bank feeds and bank rules are really good for your cash type payers. Um, but what's come through now is things like capture apps and um, bill to invoice, which means that um, that you can take a photo of your fuel receipt when you leave the service station and it can automatically end up landing into your software package before you've even got home. And if you've got an external bookkeeper or uh, your partner doing the data entry, they don't have to chase you for it. They've just they just come into the computer and the receipts already there. Um, so those those exist now, and I, I certainly use them for my husband's business because I got sick of chasing him for receipts all the time to get them in there. Fantastic. Now the other one you mentioned there's things like payroll and HR. What type of role? What's historically been the case in that area and what's currently the future in this area? So payroll and, and HR is something that um, the government's been pretty gung-ho about trying to tighten up. So they've pushed really hard for some compliance measures to ensure that people are doing the right thing by their employees. Things like single touch payroll and super clearing houses have really forced people to go to cloud-based solutions, but that doesn't mean there's not benefits in those solutions. So the old way was really writing out a check and a handwritten payslip. If employees were lucky, they got a payslip uh, and adding it up on the back of an envelope to work out how much pay and super to, to give to people. And then remembering to come back when the super was due and make that payment and pass it on by deadlines, which have been shortened over time. So you used to do that annually. Now you've got to do it quarterly and some of this reporting's per pay period. Um, I, I think the biggest example I find is as I'm implementing systems, I realise particularly in agriculture how difficult it is for employees to keep track of people's leave. So often it's only at the point where a, uh, a client leaves or an employee leaves the business that uh, um, the employees Act, or the employer actually talks about, well, how much do we owe in terms of annual leave and long service leave? Some of these entitlements can be really large. If you've had somebody that started with you when they were 16 and retired with you at 55, um, that's a pretty big long service leave and annual leave entitlement. And they generally just say, well, we took leave when we felt like it. So having a tracking mechanism to work it out um, makes it a little bit easier to at least be on top of. And you don't end up in a situation where you actually have to pay more than they're due because you have no records to prove otherwise. 
I'm assuming that's uh, an app-based um, application and approval process for Lee that's sort of tracked and recorded in that system rather than the paper-based thing? Correct. So there's um, all of the online solutions nowadays have an app where an employee can apply for leave and they also have systems that automatically accumulate leave so that you know at all times how much a person's got um, and it also has things like automatic calculation of superannuation um, and systems that allow you to pay directly from the system. So even now, a lot of people do their super through third-party solutions or online through um, superannuation fund portals. So each time you get a new employee, you've got to set them up in um, your accounting package and then you've got to go and set them up on a clearinghouse software as well. There's lots of information the ATO requires. So having one place to enter all that data makes it a lot easier, especially if people change their details so change of super fund or or those of details so there 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 is some clock on clock off timesheet applications as well um not as um prominent in agriculture i would suggest but i've certainly had some people looking for solutions around dairy industry where they've got people coming and going clocking on and off um there's there's manual solutions the employees can clock on through apps and there's also face recognition clock on through a like a portal in the business as well solutions in market now makes that and that flows straight from the timesheet um, application into the payroll to automatically pay on a regular basis so you can pretty much manage that business remotely if you wanted to we've been seeing with the recent um recently recent last year or two single touch payroll implementation one of the days of the grip certificate now there's a fairly live version of that available at any time to track both wages payable and super and everything else I think that's been um, certainly the biggest uptake for us has been people trying to manage their compliance obligations with the government under single touch payroll and to say that it's been smooth going would be a um, <laughs> pretty brave statement uh, there's been there's been lots of people struggling and lots of information mismatching so I think the government has high aspirations but there, there might be some ongoing consequences to shifting pretty quickly into this space and unfortunately it's it's not as simple as just saying we'll go back to their government and make the changes. They've actually outsourced this to software companies so there is no way around going through a software company to comply with these rules. So you do have to use it. And that's where we're saying that you're best to use the bigger players in the market because the changes the government are making regularly um, are going to take a fair bit of software development to keep up to date with. So some of the smaller boutique type software packages might struggle to, to provide seamless solutions for people as the government put changes in almost probably every couple of months at the moment through the COVID crisis with things like um, JobKeeper, they've, they've had to add reporting categories and all sorts of things in there to make that work. Um, the, the smaller ones will get there, but the, the bigger players generally have it in their software within days or, or weeks of the change, whereas the smaller software packages do take a bit longer. 
Indeed, you mentioned another thing there that has it's a good function of a business is the reporting component. Where where has that historically been, and what's like now? Yeah. So previously around reporting, people have either managed their business, what I'd call by gut, in saying, well, if there's money in the bank, we're right to pay the bills. If there's not, we keep going. Or if they were sort of a little bit more highly leveraged, they might have an annual meeting with their bank manager to come up with a pretty basic budget. And then they don't look at it again until the next annual meeting with the bank manager. Or people that really wanted to manage their um, solutions had a complex spreadsheet system that most of the time only their advisor or or, um, or accountant understood or could administer unless they actually had a pretty good financial background themselves. And it's usually not very up to date. So it took quite a lot of time to get that information out of the system and compare it to actuals seamlessly. Uh, even, even version control there, Bron, has been an issue. It might have been resident on someone's hard drive rather than cloud-based. So someone makes a change and who's got the most recent version, that was also the challenge back in the days of the yep. management system. Yeah, we'd put a put a report out and it would get to the to the client and then someone would say, Oh, actually I just forgot that I forgot to put a sale through for twenty thousand dollars or something on the thirtieth of June. The rework to actually get that out, or you just say, Well, I won't worry about including it is is quite difficult. Now with API integration and software packages, you can just hit a refresh button and the data's up to date with the most current information. Now, there's there's lots of solutions in this market. I'm not I'm not here saying that all of those are perfect yet. I think this is an area where we'll see ongoing development um, to try and produce better, more accurate, and more up to date finance financial information for businesses. Um, but there's definitely the the base level information there that is much better than what we used before, um, and and probably give small businesses access to something that perhaps larger businesses were only able to do before. And most of those, in my experience, a lot of those larger businesses were only able to do it because they had an in-house accountant or somebody that actually still managed the spreadsheet type situation to get a good cash flow, um, profit and loss and, and balance sheet type reporting. Um, it, it, it was a team of people. Well, we're now seeing software being able to do that at the press of a button. Excellent. And it mightn't be as relevant for agricultural businesses, but the concept of stock management, supply chain management, those type of things, um, I'm assuming there's been developments in that space from what historically would have been the case. Yeah. So we're seeing, we've seen a lot of development around cloud-based inventory, FPOS solutions, website integrations to do with stock management and keeping track of what um, what stock levels customers have and, um, and also being able to sort of have those integrate back into your accounting software. Uh, in agriculture, it's been a little bit slower moving, um, but there's certainly a few products out in the market now that are starting to dabble and get better at it. Um, so your AgriWebs, your AgWorld, your Mobile, your MyGrazing, AgCommander are all the ones that are in that space at the moment working through it. We've got old desktop programs, but some of those are starting to revamp 
into these online solutions. And the main reason um, they're doing that is because it was always an extra job to come back into the office and key your livestock data, for example, into your software. And, and it just, in my experience, it takes a pretty diligent person to do that every month. Whereas if you, you can use your mobile phone, which most people now use on their properties and move stock between different locations or off farm or on farm out in the paddock, there's a chance that it'll actually be much more up to date to keep track. A colleague sort of just says, how hard can it be? All you need to do is um, count the number of legs and divide by four, but it is a, it is an issue that seems to challenge a lot of our clients. Oh, there's plenty of stories about mobs appearing that weren't there before or, um, or, or certainly timing issues where you're saying, well, did I count my lambs? We lamb in June, July. Did I count them in June last year or July? How do I work out what those numbers are? Whereas if, if it's actually paddock based, there's no really disputing what's there. You might be a couple out, of course, especially around um, sheep enterprises, but it's going to be more accurate um, information. And I think the real strength is not in the financial bit. It, it's really in what you do with that data in your farm itself. So, you know, using it to determine things like lambing percentages and best paddocks, um, your space bend, um, you know, what your um, agronomy outcomes that you're looking to achieve and what your pasture plans are that sort of space. I think that's where their focus is. And then we'd be looking at what information is useful to go back in an accounting sense and what's actually just on farm tools that people would use. Indeed. And one other thing was the data management accounts receivable. What's um, what's the developments in that space? Yeah, so debtors, um, it's not traditionally an agricultural um, thing because most people use um, sell on recipient, created tax invoices. But everybody does have those odd few invoices that they send out to people if you, you're selling hay or you're selling a bit of private grain. Um, so previously that was the old handwritten invoice and you'd send it off in January and you might remember in March that that guy never paid, did he? Um, so the follow-up was always difficult to track. Um, the the new solutions are really around you could you could be loading the hay on the back of a truck and create the invoice on the spot um, through your mobile phone it, that that would be best user experience um, it can um, the software packages can send automatic reminders after a certain period of time they also allow you to have integrated payment methods so they can open up the invoice and pay with credit card on the spot uh, is available now in software and then that is automatically reconciled within your file so nothing for you to do in terms of marking off payments receiving sales because the other thing that used to happen a lot is that they would create people would create the invoice in the file but then they'd go and process the the bank transaction as income as well and end up with a double up and if they're paying online through an automated solution, that essentially can't happen. It will just auto-match. Indeed. And in the uh, compliance area, BAS, tax, et cetera, I'm assuming that's now streamlined and a bit more efficient than it used to be? Yeah. So certainly around um, most online software now have um, 
online BAS preparation. So you can click through the boxes and lodge your BAS direct through the software. Um, but also, it depending where you've come from, if we're talking about a handwritten ledger, that's a, that's a fair process to complete a business activity statement. Um, most people are using some sort of software package. So the new changes are more around making that direct integration straight to the tax office for lodgement and payment. Uh, not everybody is confident to, to do that themselves. Um, so we, we do a lot of internal BAS preparation to give people some, um, some support. But one of the benefits for us as accountants is that we can actually see transparently a lot of the information. So less queries coming back to you and doing that BAS preparation as well. Um, because there might be an invoice for a capital acquisition that we'd normally ask you for. If that's already in the um, in the file, we don't need to make those calls and chase you up about what's where um, and how it's done. So cl clicking through um, to actually prepare the BAS, knowing that everything's reconciled and completed and, and the duplicates aren't there is certainly how it works now. In terms of compliance, when we're doing tax returns as a business now, um, we can actually access your file direct. So gone are the days of sending your backup file on a CD, floppy disk maybe. <laughs> um, even now via email, I don't know how many people have had the experience where it was too big and you couldn't get your file sent to your accountant. Well, online files don't have that problem we can just log in and you can give us access to get the information out to complete your income tax returns we if we've got a question we can share screens or we can um, modify the transaction with your permission uh, rather than sending your journal entries to update your file so that it's accurate after the fact months later so all of those things certainly online um, files are the key to making that much easier. It's uh, gone to the days of a shoebox full of invoices to the accountant in order to process your tax return. Absolutely gone are the days. You still get a little bit of that, but there's not too many, um, too many coming in in that format anymore. And interestingly, I did some training with a client that had been using an accounting package before, but moved to a new package now. And when we'd finished the training and gone through a lot of his setup, his comment was that he's actually going to be pretty excited to come in and do his bass each quarter, which I had a little giggle to myself because it certainly still doesn't excite me um, to sit in the office and make sure I've done my husband's business bass every time. But he actually found the the process of um, setting the rules and reconciling the bank with one click, something that he, he wasn't going to avoid any longer. Whereas so what, have, what have been some of the great leaps forward in the technology space that have enabled some of this uh, automation? Yeah, so I touched on this earlier, but the biggest thing for me is that's happened is online files for a start, allowing everybody to collaborate um, on one file but particularly bank feeds. So for, as an accountant, we don't notice as much, but certainly our user feedback has been that having access to a bank feed that gives all the transactions from your bank statement does eliminate all, pretty much most of your data entry. So it brings in your date, your amount, your, um, your description. And if you're using things like 
internet banking, that's pretty much most of what you need to process a transaction. So that's been a big one. Um, the other uh, big changes around um, APIs, which you might have heard that term around, which is an application programming interface. But truthfully, it's what makes the programs talk to one another. So having an ability to talk to each other, um, it enables people to stick to their knitting or software companies to stick to their knitting. So rather than have one size fits all, the, an accounting package that tries to do livestock management, you can have a, a livestock management program using top of the line um, accounting package. Uh, whereas previously, software had to try and build everything to deal with a client and API makes it possible for them to just do a piece in the puzzle. Um, and then I, I did touch on this. I, I'm not sure whether it's a leap forward or a leap backwards, mm -hmm. but yes. government and ATO initiatives have certainly pushed um, automation forward. So the government haven't been backwards and coming forwards in saying that they they really want things electronic and want data to flow seamlessly out there. Um, so they're make, taking lots of steps. Some of them I I agree with. Others I I struggle to say data security and things like that might be a bit of an issue, um, but whether we like it or not, they're going to push forward with that. Uh, and then big data and robotics and machine learning. Um, so big data, I think, is something I, I'm excited about, um, but some people are nervous about. So I guess it's it's just around saying, well, how do I know if my business is performing well? well comparing to others is the best way to, to work out how well my business is performing and being able to access others' data through big data is, is the way to compare with others, I guess. Um, but I always thought if we work in isolation, it's pretty hard to get better. So I think, I think that big data is really important. Um, and again, it's out there, other people are using it. You might as well jump on, in my opinion, you might as well jump on the bandwagon and use it to your own advantage. Um, machine learning and automation, I think that's around, um, so certainly robotics, the ability to, um, so at the moment you can send a document to a software package, it can read that document um, that could be just a photo of a handwritten um, receipt. It can read the amount, it can read the date, it can re read the invoice number. Um, most people, when they see that happen, cannot believe how much data it can pick up from a, a piece of paper without a human interaction. So um, that that's getting better and better every day in terms of the, the information that can be gleaned from transactions. I still think you need a human um, to actually make sure that it's the machines doing the right thing. So I don't think that's going to go away in a hurry, but you can avoid doing the data entry, which is great. I know all of the things you've just mentioned there, Bron, um, would have been not that capable if you had dial-up modems um, and all that type of uh, framework servicing this. It, it, the internet certainly enabled a lot of this functionality. A absolutely. So even as short as probably three to five years ago, the conversation with most people about going to an online solution um, in rural communities was really about they didn't think their internet would work with it. 
So having having decent internet, and I know that there's still patches of Australia which people don't like to believe that that still have struggles, but we're in a much better shape in the last five years, I think, than we were previous to that. Um, so most mobile um, service would be enough to run an accounting package, which is um, such a leap forward, I think. And on your um, journey through to uh, business automation enlightenment, um, what other business processes would you like to see automated one day? Yeah, so one of the things that most of most people really struggle with is workplace health and safety. So um, inductions, training, work processes, those sorts of things. I'm really keen to see some automated solutions that actually help people deal with that because at the moment they either put their head in the sand and don't do it or it becomes a massive job for them to manage manually. Um, at the moment, there are some solutions, but they, they've got some work to do. Um, the other areas is really um, around getting data from operation level through the system and automated in a way that makes sense. So we're seeing a lot in, in paddocks around EIDs and scanning solutions. So leveraging off some of that data to actually bring that together in a whole business solution. Um, I think we've got people doing bits of that and software packages providing parts of the solution, but actually having one that goes all the way from the paddock to your financial data would be a dream of mine. Um, and then we can start to have conversations with people that include both financial metrics and non-financial metrics. Um, the, and the other one is really around uh, workflow management and planning. So um, really an improvement on your budget planning tools and, and scenario planning. There's, there's pieces in that puzzle too now, but bringing that together to have a full workflow plan start to finish would be, um, again, something that we aspire to but don't always manage to achieve. Yes. That's great, Bron. Um, thanks very much for providing those insights regarding automating the office. No problem. Um, ultimately, it's best to obtain professional advice in this area to determine what would be best to suit your own situation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. For more information, please refer to our website, which is www.proadvice.com.au. In the meantime, keep well, keep safe, keep talking, keep connected and think abundantly.